Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's always good to be in the house of God and worship His holy name. Yeah, they have already put up the slide, so I'm not going to say much. I'm going to say something about the topic, who am I? Who am I? It's a question. Who am I? Before I go into the, uh, the message, I would like to ask a question, especially to the youngsters. How many of you just woke up directly from bed, went to the closet, put on some clothes, and came directly to church today? Can I see your hands? Is there anyone here who just woke up? Yeah, I see two hands. They didn't brush their teeth. They didn't take a shower. They didn't do anything. They just put on some clothes and came directly to church. Is there anyone? Can I see your hands? I see two people way outside. <laughs> All right. Most of us, we spend time before we go out. We spend some time to brush teeth, to comb our hair, to look good so that we are presentable. People will uh, come to us and speak to us and we look good outside. Sometimes we spend a little extra time. We go before the mirror. We spend some extra time. We stand and we look. Okay, everyone is silent. Seems like it's only me who does that. I think everyone does that. We, we spend a little extra time before the mirror to, to look how our face looks like and to see if there is any, any mark or anything. You know, like, oh, this, this, this pimple was not there last week. Oh, it came here. We try to look. We try to smile before the mirror to see how good we can smile. So we try to spend some good time before the mirror to understand ourselves. But many times, even after we have done all of these things and we have put on our good clothes and come out, yet when we come outside, our friends might say, hey, you didn't, you didn't look at the mirror today? You'll be like, what, what happened? Well, there is some dirt under your eyes or something. We look at everything, but we might still miss some things. You know what? Uh, there, is a, there is this confusion, especially among youngsters, among teenagers, the confusion goes along with this question on who I am and their identity. They, some, some, I have found people who are confused in their identity. There were times when people used to say that they don't have any identity, so they are in an identity crisis. But the more I have observed, it's not an identity crisis. It's a multiple identity crisis. The thing is that they have an identity at school, they have an identity in their playground, they have an identity in church, they have an identity at home, they have an identity among their friend circle. But if we go there, go to them and ask truly to them who you are, that's when they are stuck. That's when they don't have an answer. They can say, oh, I am so-and-so, yeah, that you're so-and-so in school. Yes, you're so-and-so at home, you're so-and-so at, at church, you're so-and-so in, in different circles. But to truly say who you are, they lack it. They lack that identity in their life. The question still remains, how can I truly know who I am? How can I truly know who I am? Let me tell you another story. One day I was, uh, I walked into a mall it was back in India, in Bangalore. I walked into a mall. And as soon as I walked into a mall, there was a section where they were selling cosmetics, uh, cosmetic products, creams, and all those things. I walked into that mall, and then I went to those areas because I'm always intrigued by these cosmetics. I, I, I always love how they work and all those things. All right. <laughs> so I... <laughs> 
So I went over there, and there was, uh, there was this person standing over there. And um, she said to me, uh, look, at you, look at your face on this mirror. And there was a mirror. I looked at my face and said, uh, how does it look? I, li- I said, it looks really good. No, this was not the face. This happened like five, six years back. So I was much younger. My face was shining. <laughs> So they, they, she told me, look at the face on this mirror. I looked at my face on this mirror, and I said, wow, it looks good. Then she said, are you sure it looks good? I said, yes, it looks good. Then she said, just hold on. Let me just scan your face. And with that, some technology, she scanned my face, and then she projected it on a screen. She just enlarged it into multiple times and then projected it on a screen. And then she said, now look at your face. And then I looked at my face. I found some lines some marks, some, some dark spots, some blemish, some blackheads. And she said, look, these are the things that is there on your face. And I was like, oh, my God, does my face look like this? And she said, don't worry. Uh, we, we have treatments for that. We have creams for that. We'll give you. And then if you use it, your face will look much better. I was attracted to it. But then she said, but if you don't do anything right now, within the next 20 years, your face will look terrible. I said, it's fine. I got 20 years to rock my looks, so I didn't buy those cosmetics. What I want to say is that as long as you don't come across perfection, you will think that you're perfect. As long as you don't see what perfection looks like, you will think that what I own is perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The same implies with the word of God. As long as you don't come across or encounter God, you wouldn't know who you truly are. Amen. Hallelujah. A true encounter with God shows you who you are. Turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. A very, very familiar story over there. Luke chapter 5. And verse 1 onwards, we know the story, we know the background to what happened over there. The story is very familiar to all of us. But I just want to stress on verse 8. In verse 8, it says like this, When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knee, uh, Jesus' knee is saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, number one, an encounter with God gives us a realization of who we are. But there are two things that happens when we encounter God. There are two things that happens when we encounter with God. Number one is an encounter with God gives us a realization of who you are. It gives us a realization of who I am. It gives us a realization of who each one of us is. We might think that we are something great. We are someone perfect. We are all all rounded. We are complete. But the moment you have an encounter with God, it shows you who you truly are. The moment Peter had this encounter with Jesus, he says to Jesus, depart from me for I am a sinful man. Understanding a realization that hit Peter really hard and said, that you are a sinful man understanding a realization of all the sinful deeds that he has done the sinful acts that he has done the bible doesn't mention what all sins that he has done but peter himself he confessed before god and says i am a sinful man depart from me for i am a sinful man you know what many a times people commit mistakes people commit mistakes we all commit mistakes i've done mistakes we all have done mistakes But some people, they keep on repeating these mistakes. They don't know that it is a mistake and they keep repeating it. They keep doing it again and again and they don't know 
The reason is that because they don't know what right is. They think what they do is right and they keep doing mistake until someone tells them or until they know what right is. Till then, they keep repeating these mistakes over and over again. There are people who commit some hideous crime, some really bad thing, and they go to prison. <clears throat> but once their time is over in prison, they come out as a changed person. They come to know what is right. Some people, they encounter God in prison, and then they come out, they are totally a changed people. How many of the youngsters over here know what a touchstone is? What a touchstone is? Touchstone. Any youngsters know what a touchstone is? No? Any adults know what a touchstone is? Okay, and I'll explain to you what a touchstone is. You know what? You uh, imagine you have an ornament, a gold ornament. Okay, you take it to the uh, to the to the jewelry shop. The guy takes the gold ornament and he he rubs it on a on a rock, right? He rubs it on a rock to check if you your ornament that you have, the jewelry that you have, the gold that you have is pure or not. That stone is called touchstone. That stone is called touchstone. Let me tell you, on the outside, you can shine like gold. When the sunlight hit, it will shine. No matter a cheap metal, you dip it in gold paint, it will shine like gold. But the moment it comes with touch with a touchstone, it shows if you are pure gold or a cheap metal. If you truly need to know who you are, you need to come into a touch with Jesus Christ. You need to come into that encounter with Jesus Christ to know who you truly are. Until then, you can shine before others. You can walk as if you're pure gold. But when you come into a encounter with God, it truly shows if you are a true child of God or you're just faking it on the outside. Hallelujah. Let me go ahead. The, number th the second thing that comes when you encounter God is that when you encounter God, you realize who you are and also you realize who God is. You realize who you are and also you realize who God is. In the Old Testament, when the people come before God, when they come in the presence of God, they come with great trembling and fear. They have that fear and trembling and reverence as they come into the presence of God. You know, once in a year, the high priest, he goes inside the tabernacle in the most holy place where the presence of God is there to offer sacrifice. And as he goes inside, he, he, he cleanses himself. He makes make sure that he is holy, he makes sure he is clean, and he goes inside with fear and trembling, because if there is any unholiness in his life, the moment he enters into the presence of God, he's dead. He falls down and he dies. The moment Isaiah was in the presence of God, he understood that it's the presence of God, and he said, this is going to be really bad for me because I'm going to die. He knew that he was a sinful person. But you know what? Many times we come to church, we just laugh around, we poke at each other, we talk with each other, we take selfies while worship is going on, we Snapchat, we group me, we do a lot of bunch of stuffs over here just because we didn't have an encounter with God. If you had that encounter with God, there will be nothing around that will distract you, but only the presence of God will be with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell to the youngsters over here, if you have truly encountered God, then there is nothing that will distract you when in the presence of God. There will be nothing that will take you away or distract your mind from the presence of God, but it will be the presence of God alone that will control you and that will guide your time when you're in the presence of God. 
Halleluja. 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 Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me tell over here. You need to encounter the presence of God. There was a lot of crowd that followed Jesus. But there was only one lady who took it as a point to encounter Jesus by touching the hem of his cloth. And she alone was healed. You know what the Bible says? A huge crowd followed Jesus. But only one lady was healed out of that because she truly encountered Jesus. There can be a lot of people worshipping today. But if you need a miracle in your life, youngsters, if you you need a breakthrough in your life. Youngsters, if you need a new change in this year, you need to start encountering God. Hallelujah. That's why I tell you, when you come into the presence of God, there is a presence of God in His sanctuary. And when you come over here, if you take this presence lightly, let me make it sure, there will be a time in your life where you will go to the presence of God and you will bend your knees and you will cry, cry out to Abba Father. But God is going to ask a question to you. When I came down to you with my presence, you gave importance to silly things. Why should I now give importance to your prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know how many youngsters got what I said. If you don't give importance to the presence of God now, there will be a time when you will long for this presence of God. Hallelujah. Let me move ahead. Let me move again. An encounter with God will bring you closer to Him. An encounter with God will bring us closer to Him. Verse 10, as the story goes by, verse 10, now Jesus looks at Peter and says, He gives a reply to Peter and says, Peter, do not be afraid. What was Peter afraid of? Peter was not afraid that he was going to sink in the middle of the ocean. Peter was not afraid that his boat is going to break. Peter was not afraid that there's a lot of fish in the boat, now it's going to sink. No, Peter was afraid because there is a presence of God in his boat. And he is a sinful person. Praise the Lord. But Jesus looks at him and says, do not be afraid because you're in my presence. Hallelujah. When your sin keeps you away from the presence of God, when your sin just drags you away from the presence of God, God is coming into your life and telling you, let not that sin keep you away from me. Come and enjoy this presence when I am inside of your life. Hallelujah. How many youngsters over here are truly enjoying that presence of God this morning? How many youngsters over here are truly rejoicing at the presence of God that they have in their life? Hallelujah. Let me move ahead really quick. The thing is, when you encounter God, it changes your identity. As I said, to know your identity, you need to encounter God. But when you encounter God, He shows your identity, but He doesn't just reveal your identity and just leave you by the roadside, but He also says that He will change your identity. He will radically change your identity. Jesus looks at Peter and says to him, do not be afraid because I'm about to change your identity. And when God changes your identity, it is quick and the transformation happens within uh, no time. It's a quick and radical change. Before I used to uh, take 10 shots, now I just only take one shot. Before I used to smoke 10 cigarettes, now I smoke only one cigarette. And you'll be like, what a transformation, that guy. He's changed a lot. Look at him. He's not that guy before. No, that's not how when God encounters your life works. Before you used to disobey your parents a lot all the time, now a little bit, some here and there. 
No, when Jesus comes into your life, when that encounter happens into your life, the transformation is radical. Hallelujah. It even surprised Peter. When Jesus said, I'm going to change who you are, it surprised Peter because according to the traditions that he was coming, he had to first go to the farm, get a lamp that was without any blemish, bring it to the temple, get the appointment of the priest, offer a sacrifice, then he is righteous. But God said, right now, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. Right then and there, I'm going to change your life. If you're willing to repent and confess your sin, he is faithful enough to forgive you and make you his child his sons and daughter and give you a salvation youngsters if you think that you need to go and do a lot of things to come to the presence of God God says no if you are willing to take a moment in the presence of God confess your sin and say Lord I want to be your child right then and there he makes you his child hallelujah amen let me conclude it really quick you know what? God did a lot of remarkable changes in people's life. When Moses, he came down from the Mount of Sinai, you know, it said that his face was shining. His face was shining bright. I know youngsters, you know, teenagers, they are conscious about their beauty. I was too. Conscious about how they look. No, they don't want to uh, have that dull and weak skin and tone. They want to look energetic. They want, their face needs to look fresh. And you do uh, apply a lot of cosmetics and homemade red, uh, remedies and all those things. But let me tell you, you don't have to do any of those things. Just apply Exodus 34 and verse 29. You know what Exodus 34 and verse 29 is? It says like this, His face shone because he had been talking with God. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want to have a brighter face, if you want to have a fresh face, when you go outside, if people want to see, oh, your face is shining today. If you want to have that, apply Exodus 34, 29. Start talking with God. Start talking with God. Hallelujah. That's why the psalmist says, those who look unto him were radiant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let me just go really quick and let me say this. People saw Abraham and Sarah and they said, this is an old, lonely couple, but God saw Abraham as a father of nation. Jacob is known as a deceiver, but when God changed his identity, he said, you are Israel. The brothers saw David as a shepherd. King Saul, David as too weak. Goliath saw David as just as a small boy, but when God saw him, he saw as an anointed king for Israel. People saw Gideon as a coward, but God saw Gideon as a mighty warrior. Peter saw himself as a sinner, but God saw him as a great apostle who would die for the gospel. People would look at you and say, you are a loser. You are dumb. You are good for nothing. You are a curse. You are a mistake. You are an accident in this world. But God says, I know you before you were born in your mother's womb. Hallelujah. The same Peter who said, I am a sinner. Later on in 1 Peter and chapter 2 and verse 9, he says, You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession. Let me tell you, youngsters, if, if, if the world calls you as a nonsense, if the world calls you as a waste, if the world says that you're a mistake, you're an accident, look at the world and say, No, I am a chosen generation, a royal high priest, a holy nation and my God's personal possession. Hallelujah. 
This morning, let me ask the youngsters, are you still trying to find who your, what your identity is? Have that encounter with God. Let's close our eyes. Gracious heavenly God, we thank you for this blessed morning that you have given to us. Lord, we all struggle with the identity in our life. But this morning, help us to truly come to your presence and start encountering with you. Help us to rub against you with the dust stone, with the cornerstone of our life. And help us to know who we truly are and who you are in our life. We submit everything into your mighty hands. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. And everyone shout it out. Amen, amen, amen.